Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This is The World in 10 from the Times of London on Tuesday, the 7th of February. I'm Nkem Ifejikan. And I'm Eleanor Sherwood. We bring you an update on the earthquake in Turkey and northern Syria. The situation on the ground is a very, very complex because many roads and bridges have been completely demolished, to be completely damaged. It's really, really hard to reach this area. And we'll have more on the 200-foot balloon shot down off the US coast. I think it's a national embarrassment in the United States. I think China gained a psychological victory here. The Times of London. Rescuers worked through the night in freezing conditions to try and find survivors from the deadly earthquake which struck Turkey and northern Syria on Monday morning. Most people were still in bed at the time it hit. More than 4,800 people are now known to have been killed. The figures were steadily increasing as bodies were pulled from collapsed buildings in villages, towns and cities. Aerial footage showed vast amounts of devastation. The World Health Organization said the total could rise eightfold. Turkey's president declared a state of emergency and also seven days of national mourning. 63-year-old Hulusi Ibrahim was with his wife when their building collapsed. He managed to make his way out of the rubble after several hours, but his wife still hadn't been rescued. My wife is in there. My wife is in there. One should never give up on hope. But most probably she died. There is always hope, but I stayed with her for three hours and spent another hour to get out. I didn't get any response from her for three hours, I don't know. I can't bring myself to say, but I don't have hope. The magnitude 7.8 quake struck before dawn on Monday morning, followed by hundreds of aftershocks, including one which was nearly as powerful as the original quake just a few hours later. Many buildings already shaken by the first quake subsequently collapsed afterwards. Axel Zymovich is a journalist with TRT World and is near the Turkish city of Gaziantep, the epicentre of the first quake. He explained the possible challenges and what technology will be used in the rescue. Many roads and bridges have been completely demolished, to be completely damaged. It's really, really hard to reach this area. We also understand there's going to be dozens of drones deployed from Istanbul flying down to Gaziantep and other uh, affected areas to figure out how many people actually are still trapped under the rubble. Northern Syria, which has gone through civil war, is in no position to cope with such a disaster. Abby Cheeseman is a Middle East correspondent and investigative journalist in Beirut. Much of the conversation here has been pointed towards Syria. Some of the images that I'm seeing coming out of northern Syria are absolutely devastating. You know, it's been 
over a decade of this war and you just really have to wonder how much more Syrians can endure um, and it's just absolutely horrendous scenes. There were pockets of good news when rescues were successful such as in Gaziantep when people applauded as a person was pulled alive from the rubble. <laughs> Countries from all over the world have been sending personnel to help with rescue efforts. At the time of recording, over 5,500 buildings had collapsed, with people still thought to be underneath. Sir Mark Lowcock was UN Undersecretary General for Humanitarian Affairs until 2021. He's also known as the Relief Chief and told the Times of London that rescuers have a 72-hour window to help survivors, which is going quickly. A lot of that extra loss of life will come because people who are wounded or injured don't get adequate medical care or because they freeze uh, or because they can't get adequate shelter or because um, there's no electricity or water supplies. Gabriel Gavin's a reporter in Istanbul and told us getting to people in need of help isn't easy. It's freezing cold. There's been intense snow. The winds are freezing cold and it's just hampered the rescue operation. And a large number of people have been told their homes are now unsafe and they have to basically shelter outside. Several people apparently spent the spent long evenings huddled around fires in the street. And there's a genuine fear that there's a, a massive humanitarian crisis that will result. Regardless, supports coming from all over, including a team from Russia. <laughs> An international effort's being stepped up after Turkey issued an appeal for help. The British Foreign Secretary James Cleverley's announced a team of UK specialists have been sent out. We have deployed a search and rescue team uh, who will be leaving uh, soon and should be on the ground shortly to give the Turkish authorities the help that they need to try and uh, save as many lives as possible. More than two and a half thousand people from over 60 countries have been sent in so far. The Times of London. The suspected spy balloon shot down over the US coast a few days ago may have been carrying explosives. That's according to US General Glenn Van Herc, who was responsible for bringing it down. He also confirmed it was about 200 feet tall, about the size of a 20-story building. Even though the incident meant the U.S. Secretary of State's visit to Beijing was cancelled, President Biden says it hasn't weakened Sino-U.S. relations. We've made it clear to China what we're going to do. They understand our position. We're not going to back off. We did the right thing. And there's not a bad question of weakening or strengthening. It's just reality. China confirmed the aircraft was theirs, but said it was a weather monitoring device which had gone off course. The U.S. Coast Guard has imposed a security zone off the coast of South Carolina to collect the debris, which could weigh hundreds, if not thousands, of pounds. That's why officials decided to wait until the balloon was over the sea before shooting it down. General Jack Keane, a retired four-star general and former vice chief of staff of the U.S. Army, told the Times of London that he doesn't understand why the balloon wasn't shot down before it entered American airspace. I think it's a national embarrassment in the United States. I think China gained a psychological victory here over Americans who are looking at this uh, balloon on television for about a week and recognized that China was spying on us and there's a sense of vulnerability about it. The energy giant BP's reported underlying profits of $27.7 billion last year. That's more than double the $12.8 billion made the year before. Times Radio's business correspondent Dominic O'Connell can explain where this success came from. 
Oil prices have been high in the past year, in part because of the war in Russia. They were getting fairly high before, and there is this bigger issue around uh, supply and demand in the oil market. The, the oil majors have been pulling back from oil investment, which has made the market that much tighter. But Andy Mayer, who's an energy analyst at the Institute of Economic Affairs, says it's not been all good for BP. You get these huge swings and cycles in the oil and gas prices. So, for example, in 2020, they made a £20 billion loss because the pandemic crashed markets. And that loss was incurred by the company and was then added to because they had to divest all of their Russian operations. This comes just a week after Shell announced annual profits of $39.9 billion. That led to renewed calls from the UK's opposition party Labour for the British government to bring forward a proper windfall tax on energy firms. And now for the sport. Manchester City has had a successful few years on the pitch, but now they're being accused of financial impropriety. Here's John Jackson. The English Premier League has referred Manchester City to an independent commission over more than 100 alleged breaches of finance rules. City were the world's highest revenue-generating club last season, according to Deloitte, and are alleged to have committed the breaches between 2009 and 2018, following the acquisition by Abu Dhabi-based City Football Group. Martin Ziegler is the chief sports reporter for the Times of London. A lot of them is not providing the correct information about um, income and sponsorship income, not providing the true picture of players' pay, not providing the true position of the Roberto Mancini's pay during the four seasons he was manager. League rules state that charges such as those faced by City could, if proved, result in the club being expelled from the league in the worst-case scenario. City have won the Premier League title six times since the takeover and say they're surprised by the charges, which also includes failing to cooperate with the Premier League's investigation, which was launched in December 2018. That's what the British government wants to do anyway. They've already started getting the playlist ready for May's coronation. David Bowie's clearly made it, but so have other so-called golden oldies like the Beatles, Tom Jones and the Spice Girls. The committee in charge of the soundtrack wants it to be played while people celebrate at street parties. And finally, does your dog sound like this? Or more like this? Well, if it's the latter, it may be more closely related to wolves. Scientists in Hungary have been playing the sound of a wolf pack howling at the moon to dogs. And apparently ancient breeds are more likely to mimic it, but others like Yorkshire Terriers will probably just bark back. Even though for humans, howls can be chilling, for wolves, they're crucial. They can be a greeting, help keep track of pack members and keep strangers away from territory. And that's your World in 10 from the Times of London on Tuesday the 7th of February. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.